Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Windy City Cynics podcast. I'm Matt Kilvan with Thomas Pygon. Uh, th- thanks for listening. We're broadcasting from podcast.com and off of iTunes. Uh, we're a Chicago-oriented sports podcast, so we appreciate you guys tuning in. Let's get right into this, Thomas. So taking a look at these NFL matchups, uh, we're, we're going to try to publish this podcast before tonight, but the first matchup I'm taking a look at, Saints-Cowboys. What do you think about that? Um... Frankly, I think the Cowboys are going to get their brains beaten. Yeah, I completely let's, agree. Let's be real. The Saints the Saints are I mean the Saints have been unstoppable lately. Like I mean, what have they put up the last 4 games? Um I I have no idea. I can tell they you last week 31, 31 against the Falcons. 48, 51, 45 and 30. Yeah, like, I mean <laughs> and those are against good teams too. Now the Falcons not so much, but the Eagles at least have a top like a top tier defense. Not great like last year, but it's still an above average defense and they still drop 48 on them. Like that's that's nuts. 51 against the Bengals. Bengals don't have that great a defense. Their their pass defense is okay actually. But then 45 against the Rams, that's fantastic. They beat the Rams by 10 like. That's pretty impressive. Whereas Dallas has been a lot better with Amari Cooper coming back, so I think you got to give him a bit of a chance. But I, it, you'd be a fool to not bet on the Saints right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely see the Cowboys getting steamrolled here. Um, yeah. That Saints, that Saints offense is just borderline unstoppable. Um, you got Michael Thomas, who's arguably like one of the best receivers in the league. Oh yeah. Drew, Drew Brees, who um, thank God he's on my fantasy team. Dude's an MVP. <laughs> I mean, like. Uh, he's having, I, his, I he's think having he's, one of the best years of his career at what, like 35, I 30, 38, 30, 38. something ridiculous. Yeah, he's in that like Tom Brady super old bracket. So, <laughs> I mean, like it could happen. You know, maybe Dak Prescott like pulls something, um, maybe like gets a few rushing touchdowns or something like that. And then don't underestimate I mean, Zeke. Yeah, for them to for them to win, Zeke would have to have a great game. Amari Cooper is going to have to have a game like he did last week. And their defense their defense has been actually pretty solid. They're top three in points allowed, so it's hard to get points against them. I mean, you look at their last matchups, they held Washington. That's not a great offense, so that's not a good example. But Atlanta, they held Atlanta to 19. But then you look at the Saints, they also held Atlanta to 17. So, it, I mean, this is a good – Saints do have a, top, a better defense this year. Obviously not great. I think it's the Saints. They never have a great defense. Harsh. I, they, it's just true. I don't know. <laughs> they rely on their offense yeah. more than defense, I guess. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on. Uh, taking a look at another matchup, we got Cardinals-Packers. You know, Packers fans out there are really holding on to this one. They got to win out in order to uh, maybe make a wild card shot. Yeah. The NFC North is very top heavy this year, so Packers are really looking for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Um, I, the Packers are 15 point favorites right now, I'm looking at. And I agree that they should win this game, but I, I don't know if by 15 points. I think this will be a closer game than Vegas is thinking. I, I would agree. Um,. I, you know, I would give the edge to the Packers. It sounds like you would too. You know, it, it'll it'll be a bit of an offensive game. I'm I'm more interested to see, I guess, the quarterback play. I was I was just gonna mention that you look compare quarterbacks. Josh Rosen, ten touchdowns this year to eleven interceptions. That's pretty yep. not good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, to Aaron Rodgers, uh, twenty touchdowns to one interception. That's literally really one good. pick. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, we'll we'll see how this game goes. I agree. I, I think it'll be a tight game, but I'm not honestly like I'm not super into this one. I, I don't think it's going to be that yeah. that big of a deal. Mostly just a free dub for the Packers. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, AFC South showdown. Uh, Colts Jags. What do you think? Colts Jags. So I actually think this is not that big a game. I think Colts are going to run all over them like they did earlier earlier yeah. in the year. Yeah. Um, they played them a few weeks ago. I want to say. 
yeah, a few weeks ago, and they beat him by three. So it was a close game, but I, I still am going to have to give this one to the Colts. Andrew Luck has been on another level this year. He's thrown three touchdowns in, I think, eight consecutive games. Ten, I think, ten, I believe, is the record, so he's almost close to breaking that. Marlon Mack's been good. T.Y. Hillen's been good. Um, interesting thing to see how that will affect them is Jack Doyle just went out this se- um, not season. Well, actually, yeah, for the season. He went out last week for on a season-ended injury. So it'll be interesting to see how much more targets Eric Ebron's been getting because he gets an absurd amount of touchdown, touchdown targets, red zone targets. Yeah, I mean, um, we, we don't need to linger on this one too much either. I, I think um, you're obviously a huge Andrew Luck guy. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Jack secondary just – it's not there like it's it was good. last year. It's good, but it's not top. It, it's still top tier, but it's not like their offense just isn't good enough to keep them afloat. I, I would agree. I would agree. So you're giving the nod to the Colts with this one. Yeah. Colts are minus four are plus four favorites. I'd, I'd bet on the Colts in that game. All right. Let's move on. Uh, taking a look at Browns versus Texans. Um, a lot of people are talking about this one just because they, they want to see Baker Mayfield out there mm-hmm. and they, you know, it'll be cool little offense versus defense matchup what are you thinking i am i'm interested i'm curious the browns have been a lot better since firing hugh jackson one game in the, i mean being the falcons and the Bengals since then and you know they they did lose to the chiefs but it's the chiefs so but i mean nick chubb has been incredible since the hugh jackson firing he got 80 something yards last game and on poor efficiency but still 28 rushes for 84 yards that's impressive and then against the falcons 20 yards for 176 20 rushes for 176 yards my bad and each game he's had a touchdown and like he he's been he's been feasting and i think they're going to continue to feed him the i mean the Houston defense will be one of the tougher defenses he's had to face that that should be hard, that should be rough so i i'm i agree with you i'm going to go Houston on this one okay I, yeah i don't think i don't think they're going to be able to i just don't think Nick Chubb's going to be able to run as well which will limit Baker Mayfield's ability to pass so i think they're going to struggle yeah yeah i would i would agree with you um that line just isn't there for the browns mm-hmm. and you you need some you need to put something up against that um the Texans D you got a lot of pressure in coming for that rookie quarterback and uh, the running game is just not there if you can't provide the blocks. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, it could it could go. You know, this is this is definitely one of those games that's up in the air for sure. Yeah, I, this is one I'm interested I'm interested in because Texans are on a big win streak. I think they're still on that seven game win streak that they've had since the crappy start to the season. But yeah, I'd I'd take Texans. All right, even cool. though the Browns have been playing well. Yeah, moving forward, Panthers versus Bucks. This one, not gonna lie, uh, not super into, but um, you you got the. Big quarterback controversy going on in Tampa Bay with uh, Jameis Winston starting last week, and I believe he didn't throw any picks. Is that right? Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because I mean, like, dude has had like yeah, he's... I don't know four or five turnovers in a game before, and yeah, you know. Um, so I mean, what what are you thinking? Um, I I think you gotta give this one to the Panthers. It, I mean, with the over under of Panthers on neg- on a three point. Ter- three-point favorites my bad and the over under is 54 i take the over on that one i think this will be a high scoring game um and i th- i would still take the panthers i think they'll beat him by a lot christian mccaffrey has been on another level this year dude just had 100 yeah, on a 100 100 game last week which is incredible and they still lost yeah yeah and cam noon has been you know good not his mvp season good but he's been he's been good this year and I think I think they'll take this one. I, I just don't I just don't see how Jameis Winston is going to throw a hundred. I don't see how he's going to throw four hundred yards and three touchdowns to win them the game. I, I mean, Mike Evans will have a good game, I think, but that's that, that's about it. I don't think they'll be. I think the 
I think Tampa Bay will kind of get run over. Yeah, gotta love that uh that Panthers run game. You know, you can draw with uh, Cam or you can rush it with uh with uh <clears throat> Christian McCaffrey, who's I mean guy's been like so hyped this year it's so much fun to watch him yeah. uh I, I love that run game and I, I think the panthers have a lot of tools whereas you look at the bucks and that whole team just seems really disorganized at times and and just you know not super coordinated especially with a lot of the players just sort of being a little out of sync with with one another and so yeah i'd, I'd give the nod to the panthers too what i will say though it's sorry one quick thing is peyton barber has been playing a lot a bit better these last couple of games and they've been giving him giving him more touches had a 106 yard game last week and only a 47 yard game but he did cap that off with a touchdown and so he's been playing better and so i think i don't know it'll be interesting how he plays against this carolina defense yeah yeah i mean peyton barber for sure i mean i i think he's probably one of the more underrated running backs in the league um and he has been having some good games i mm-hmm. you know um he's got the ability to catch the ball and uh, he's got a touchdown twice in the past two weeks, so I, yep. I think I think he's a good good running back, but I just don't see it there for the Bucks this week. Yeah, I agree. Let's keep going. Bills Dolphins AFC game, uh, AFC East game. Um, I I don't think I'm going to be watching this one to be honest with you. What, what do you think? I agree. The Bills have been a functional offense with um, the last two weeks, which has been incredible to watch. Mm. Totally screws my fantasy status <laughs> of just playing. Just playing the wide receiver one that was the defense against the Bills' offense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, they've been good the last couple of weeks. Their defense is the Bills' defense has always been solid. Mm. They just have been getting pounded because their offense turns it over. But when their offense doesn't turn it over, I mean, they stopped it, held the Jets to ten. I mean, the Jets are a bad offense too. Right. And the Jags to twenty-one, another bad offense. But I mean, the fact that they were able to beat both those teams is impressive for them. This one I think is interesting. I think I'd give it to the Bills on this one. Okay, okay. Miami is four-point favorites, but I think I'd bet on the Bills. I don't know. They've just been playing a lot better. That's fair. Uh, this is another game I think it can go up in the air. I'd, I'd probably pick the favorites. I'd, I'd pick the Dolphins. Um, and I, I would say that this game does have pretty big implications for the AFC East, just being that, I mean, these, these are the two guys trailing behind the Patriots. And so mm-hmm. crazy, crazy to think. Like I don't see the Bills making the playoffs. You don't see them making the playoffs yeah, either. Um, no. But I, I think the Dolphins are really going to turn it around after this one. Uh, coming out of the two-week loss streak, they they could turn it around. But I mean, honestly, like you have a valid point too. I I think it can really go either way with this one. Yeah, this is this one is one of the more close. I think closer games in the in the week. Yep. I'd have to say. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Uh, okay, Broncos, Bengals. Broncos coming off that huge win against the Steelers last week. Oh, yeah. um, really just kind of toasting the Steelers season over there. Uh, how do you see this one going? Um, I see the Broncos taking this one. They've been, Andy Dalton has been met. And I think A.J. Green is scheduled to come back. Don't quote me on that, but I think he is. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. But I'm pretty sure A.J. Green's scheduled to come back. Okay, yeah. I mean, if, if A.J. Green's there, I dude, dude's a beast. You can say what you want about Andy Dalton as a quarterback, and I'll probably agree with you. But I, I think he's great. I, I think honestly, I would, I would pick the Bengals in this one. I know it sounds kind of crazy coming, coming off of that big win against the Steelers for the Broncos, mm-hmm. but I, I would pick the Bengals because I, I like Joe Mixon. He's had a really, really good season so oh, far this year. Great. Yeah, if, if AJ Green's there, you've, you've got that dual, that dual threat attack, a running game and a passing game. The Broncos really, I mean, they're. They're really kind of flaky. I mean, I don't really know how else to, to say it. I mean, they're just, I mean, in a really top-heavy AFC West, they haven't really shown me enough to really convince them that they're actually going to be able to get these really important wins for them. So I, I would pick the Bengals in this one. An interesting thing is no quarter, I, no quarterback, no non-quarterback player has more impact on their team winning than A.J. Green. 
That's not to say he's the best wide receiver, but yeah. a, when AJ Green goes down, that Bengals team gets so much worse. Yeah, just because they don't. I mean, Tyler Boyd's good, but you don't have to double team Tyler Boyd every play. You got to double team AJ Green to play, and he is saying he's ready to play this week. So I I can see why Cincinnati's got a chance. I'm still going Denver, but in, I can see why you'd go Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. I mean, agree to disagree. Well, we'll see how that one turns out. Uh, going on to the next matchup, Ravens versus Falcons. Falcons coming coming off of that pretty um, sour loss last week against the Saints. Really just kind of embarrassing. But Ravens up and coming with Lamar Jackson. How do you see this one turning out? Um, you know, I am all aboard the Gus bus. <laughs> Gus Edwards. <laughs> um, I think it'll be interesting to see. I'm not sure if Alex Collins is playing. Yeah. And I think the Ravens are very poorly coached, I will say. Mm. Like, I mean, you look at this. You really you, uh, you don't like John Harbaugh? Oh, I think he's terrible. Okay. <laughs> I think he's awful. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, you play you play against Oakland last week, mm. one of the worst rush defenses, and you only ru- like, and he tried to throw it the first half, and it just didn't work out for them. I think they had five completions. I want to say he's got a Super Bowl, man. He's got a ring. I mean, he does. He does. All good. This is a wider discussion. Just give me who you pick for the week. Um, uh, I, I'm taking Ravens. Taking the Ravens. I'm taking Ravens. I think I think they run all over the Falcons again, like they did the Raiders. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. There's a slight chance I can definitely see Matt Ryan pulling something out of this one, but um, I I'm giving it to the Ravens. I like I really really like their their offense and um, historically, I mean they've they've just been a good team. And unlike you, I actually think John Harbaugh's a good coach. So you know, That's fair. I would I'd, I'd pick the Ravens. Let's let's keep going. Rams versus Lions. This this will be a fun one for sure. Everyone loves this Rams team this year. Yeah. So freaking good. I mean, honestly, Todd Todd Gurley's just freaking phenomenal and don't don't underestimate that Rams defense either, but uh Lions are pretty desperate, you know. Um they they need something here. They, so. they need a w- <clears throat> yeah, they need a win. So what are you thinking? I'm still going Rams. Yeah, abs- so absolutely. Lions, <laughs> you, you can't you can't bet against the Rams. No. It's just you can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Lions are by all means a middle-of-the-pack, average-to-below-average team, and the Rams are just one of the top-tier teams in the league. You can't you can't bet against the Rams right now. Yeah, absolutely. Let's not spend too much time with that one. Uh, rivalry yeah. game, uh, Chiefs versus Raiders. Where, what are you picking for that one? <clears throat> oh, Chiefs are going to pound the Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is yeah. just on fire. And Tyreek Hill Tyree has been Kill, incredible Kareem this year. Hunt against, like, one of the – probably the worst defense in the league right now i would i would say yeah, um, yeah. and yeah. if i if i can just have a little anecdote here it's it's been pretty sad to see how the raiders have fallen since the past two years oh my it? god yeah like they they're like oh, it's been a good team it's yeah. just things are just kind of falling apart from I feel kind of bad Derek carr's almost mvp season to him getting injured and then watching how they just collapsed and now they've yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, we all want to see Derek Carr succeed, so hopefully things turn around in the next few years. But until then, mm-hmm. Chiefs will take it this week. Jets versus Titans. What are you thinking? You gonna watch this one? Uh, this should be a pretty boring one. Yeah. <laughs> Not. I mean, I think this will be closer than the, than Vegas thinks. They have Titans as ten point favorites. I think. I think Titans will win, not by ten points. Mm. Yeah, Sam Darnold has been pretty been pretty butts. Mm. Yeah, I mean. Not not much you can do there. Uh, I and the Tennessee defense has been good too. Like I yeah, I gotta get this Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I I guess like if I'm if I'm having fun, I would I'd put money on the Jets. You know, more likely than what Vegas is saying for sure. But um, for being realistic here, I mean, like it's the Titans, but it's not it's it's nothing notable. You know, it's it's just kind of there. Yeah. All right. 
Another pretty desperate NFC North <clears throat> NFC North team playing against the Patriots. Vikings versus Patriots. What are you thinking for this one? I think this will be a really good game, actually. I, agree. I think I think the Vikings are gonna come off of the win against the Packers. They came off against a loss against the Bears to beat the Packers pretty pretty not easily, I mean only by a touchdown, but still. Mm. They beat the Packers and Kirk Cousin looked so much better last week. Yeah. Throwing for three touchdowns, three hundred something yards yeah, okay. and <clears throat> They, he looks so much better than against the Bears when he threw that pick six to face, essentially cost them the game. And New England's looked—I I wouldn't say beatable. I mean, I mean they lost to the Titans two weeks ago, which is pretty embarrassing. I don't know how that that this good a team lose to the Titans, but they did just get Sony Michelle back. And I, I, this I think is a tough game to bet bet on. I would probably. I think I'd go Vikings. Actually, I think I'd go Vikings. Vikings. You go Vikings. Yeah. Okay. I. I think, I think Vikings take it. Okay. Um, if if we're going off of, I guess the roster. I'm I'm absolutely enthralled by this Vikings offense. Um, oh yeah. Dude, like Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs are so much fun to watch as like a as a pairing, and like it's so nice to see Diggs with a really. I mean, I be be cautious of what you say, right? But I mean, I I think. Now that they actually have a good quarterback, um, the Vi- the Vikings are really fun air game to watch. And you know when when we beat them, I I got really excited. Um, yeah. When the Bears beat them, I I got super excited. So yeah, I, we yeah we needed that win. That win basically decided the division. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so I mean, like Kirk Cousins could could definitely make something happen here. Um, but just because like I I almost like ninety percent sure that Patriots are are going to finish um, with. I, I think less than four losses at the end of the season. I, I think I'm going to give the nod to the Patriots here. I think uh, mm-hmm. they're going to like Vikings are going to get out coached. Um, Bill Belichick is is way up there, and you know I, I don't need to go on a spiel about how how great that that coaching that coaching staff is and how how great Tom Brady is and and all that. Um, but I I totally understand why you're picking the Vikings here. It could happen. It could definitely happen. Yeah, this will be a fun game to watch just because of the playoff impl- implications and two good teams. Yeah, I mean, to keep the NFC North competitive, at least uh, for the top two teams, it would be cool to see the Vikings take this one. So I, I totally get what you're saying. Niners versus Seahawks, what are you thinking? Niners, Seahawks? Uh... Tank Bowl? I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding. Seahawks are better than that, but... Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Um, I, you gotta take the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you do. Um... The Niners have just been bad this season. I mean, they beat they beat the teams that are bad. Like they beat when they beat the Raiders, I mean, like they should. The Raiders are garbage. Right. But like, I mean, coming off a loss to the Bucks, the Bucks aren't very good either. And the Seahawks is like Seahawks are an actual team, and Seahawks are gonna need this win to stay in the wild card spot. Where do you where do you think the Seahawks are gonna go um, after the season's over? I mean, where they're they're pretty they're like a middle of the road team right now. Um, I I personally don't. Like they're not gonna reach the heights that they 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 were at four years ago, and it, and it just seems like they're holding on to what they can. But do you do you see them ever being good again, or or really just kind of maintaining? What do you think? I think for them to be really good, they're gonna need to sign. They're gonna need to get a really good running back. Mm. What made that? They've got a solid offense now, but what made that offense click when they were Super Bowl level was the it was the run game. Russell Wilson, um, Marshawn Lynch run game, yeah. yep. and then the fact that that defense was just. On, on another level, oh, of course. That that was yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I, I feel, I, I feel like it's it's just not going to happen again. You know, um, the secondary is yeah, just not there. Yeah, I anymore, agree. What are you going to? And do? they're still one of the top rushing offenses in the league. I will say just because. But 
they don't have like a single great guy that they keep running into. Yeah. Which makes it interesting. And which from a, from a fantasy perspective makes it annoying because then, I don't know, it's just hard to pick one guy. Although Chris Carson has been that guy for them so far. Mm. Um, I mean, like, I, I would say the Seahawks actually, like, they have, just from what I've been observing, a, a pretty abysmal offensive line. And it, it just kind of, mm-hmm. like, Russell Wilson has the capability to scramble, but it, it just kind of it kind of sucks to see that because uh, he would be much more capable if he had just a little bit more time behind that behind that that o-line all right uh let's go to the next matchup chargers versus steelers this i think will be the game to watch this week really you want to you want to elaborate on that oh yeah um both these teams are in the playoff hunt like very much so pittsburgh has the top spot in their division but i don't think they they don't have it by only a game so barely although they should be able to beat the right they should be able to hold hold off the ravens you mean you mean the steelers i won't yeah, Steelers should be able to hold off the Ravens. Yep. Is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like record, mm-hmm. but you look at them and the Steelers. Steelers are in the fourth place spot and are the leaders right now, and the Chargers are in that fifth place spot. And the Chargers are significantly better than the Ravens, Indianapolis, Miami. I think I think the Indy is gonna make it in the last wild card spot. I think the Ravens will fall off, and I don't think Miami gets any better. I don't think Cincinnati, Denver, Tennessee. But that's a whole other discussion. Um, but I think this could be a preview of what you see in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, Chargers. I would agree with you. Chargers, Chargers for sure being a, a big sleeper team, you know? They're 8-3, yeah. They're, they're a game behind the Chiefs. Dude, they have the same record as the Patriots right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't good. think enough people are talking about that. Just just like every year, I mean, the Chargers are definitely an overlooked team. And I I kind of hope they, they pull this one through, to be honest with you. I would like to see the Chargers beat the Steelers. That's fair. I, yeah. Have you heard the, seen the Ben Roethlisberger comments this week? No. What's been going on? I've been calling out. He's called out his teammates on the. He called out Antonio Brown on some of the routes he ran, because <laughs> he's thrown a rec, uh, team well personal record. He's the only one throwing the Antonio Brown, but he's thrown a record nine interceptions when targeting Antonio Brown this season. Man, I. <laughs> and so I don't know if there's just some miscommunication there. He's getting worse, or I I don't know. I Antonio I Brown's would slower like. I, I would say, like, I think Ben Roethlisberger has some amazing, amazing tools on, on this team. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm I not a receiver. I've never I've never played wide receiver. I never, never coached a wide receiver before. But I do know that Antonio Brown is probably one of, if not the best receivers in the, in the league. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I don't think there would be, like, a problem with his route running um, unless there is a communication error here. Mm-hmm. Um and I've I've personally never thought Ben Roethlisberger is nearly as good as a lot of people think he is. Because oh, he's I always, agree. You know, he's always he's always been up there, but it's it's been because of what what his team has given the capabilities to do, not necessarily what he himself is capable of. I think he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Like he, can, he will be. Yeah, yeah you can't argue be. with that. But yeah. is he better than Tom Brady? No. no is he better than Peyton Manning? I'd say no. Like, I, yeah, there's no way. I, I think Peyton Manning is probably one of the best regular season quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. You can't compare him. Yeah. Plus, the dude looks like a cheeseburger. So, <laughs> uh, let's let's move on. Redskins versus Eagles, Monday Night Football, uh, rivalry game. Who you got taking it? This should be an interesting game. Uh, I mean, I'll be watching because Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I I'm probably gonna go. Um, you gotta go Eagles now that the Skins have Colt McCoy throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. With Alex Smith going out, and if you, their line has been torn apart this year, like they have had so many people making line switch, 
so many new guys in on the line. It's just, uh, yeah, I think they'll get pounded. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like, two, two real, I mean, I, I, for lack of a better, for a better term, I mean, like, two really just middle-of-the-road mediocre teams. Yeah. I mean, for a Monday Night Football matchup, I guess the rivalry implications are there, but, like, I really don't, I don't care. Uh, the uh, The NFC East is so open, like, and it doesn't, for like as Chicago fans, it doesn't affect us like in the slightest, and so yeah. I mean, I I could I I I really couldn't care less about yeah. this game to be honest with you. This so. game, well, I like this game does have big implications on playoff spots though, because Dallas should lose this week to the Saints. I mean, it'd take it'd take a miracle for them to be the Saints at this level. Yep. And um, if the Skins win, then they move up into Dallas's spot, top of the division. If the skins lose, then they're both tied for the same spot, but Dallas will have the head-to-head. Mm. And then, but if Philadelphia wins, skins lose, then Philadelphia will move up into that wild card contention spot. Which uh, it'll be so. This game does have playoff implications, so this will be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I totally agree with you. It will. It. I mean, it'll it'll make the East race more. It'll make it more tight. Yeah. But I mean, I like. Any three of those teams could make the playoffs, and, and like, I think they'll. I think they'll have no impact on the playoffs. Exactly. Like it, it'll be, it'll they'll be there, and they'll probably get out first or second round. Not really gonna go past that. Like, I mean, do you really see any of those teams winning the Super Bowl? I mean, no, no, definitely not. Not at this point. The Eagles. All right. look so much worse, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so those are the NFL matchups this week. Uh, let's move on to NBA news. Um, is there anything you wanted to kick off, um, about this topic? Cause I, I got some stuff that we can run through. Go for it. All right. Um, what do you think about this Corver trade to the jazz? Um, the Cavs, Cavs give him away for two second round picks, uh, Corver going to, um, the, the pinnacle for white NBA basketball players. <laughs> um, I think, I think he'll settle in, in the jazz system. I, I want to get your thoughts. Um, I think the, I think the Cavs could have gotten more for him. In my mind, it's. I mean, I I'm glad they got something for him. They definitely should have traded him. There's no reason to keep him on that team. That team is the goat tanking team right now. Dude, the Cavs. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. they're bad. Um, um, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes up the standings in the West. I don't think it'll shake them up much. Cal Corver isn't that big of an impact player. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Jesus Christ! You look at the standings. The Clippers are in first. The Rockets are in fourteenth. It's so weird. This, you know, these these first these first few weeks. We're, I mean, I shouldn't even say that anymore. We're like a month and a half into the season, and like, yeah, these standings are funky. You know, yeah. Like you look at the only team that has no chance of making the playoffs at this rate is the Suns. Like, cause I'm not betting against the Rockets making the playoffs. They got too much talent. I'm not betting against the Jazz making the playoffs. I'm not betting against the Spurs making the playoffs. I'm not betting against the Pelicans making the playoffs. Those were four teams not in the playoffs currently. Like and that, it is ridiculous how loaded the West is right now. Yeah, I the, I think the West is just, it's so, I mean, it, it's so up, and and we know teams are gonna move up. Just for example, I mean, I I definitely see the Kings being able to make the playoffs. I see the Wolves being able to make the playoffs. Kings up until now, the teams with the two toughest schedules, Bucks and Kings, and the Kings are ten and ten. Who saw that coming? Yeah, I know, right? It's it's kind of it's kind of nuts that I mean they're they're beating out 
they're beating out teams like the Rockets and the Jazz and the Spurs. It's just, it's weird. It's. it's I mean, they play. They just played the Warriors a few nights ago, and they kept it close. They lost them by one point. Which is nuts. Yeah. Warriors, though. I mean, they're. You you really think they're going to take another championship this year? Oh yeah. If Curry comes back, yeah, comes back. You you people will watch him play, and it'll be over. Yeah, I mean, um, people are focusing way too much on this drama stuff within the team. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the whole thing with Kevin Durant and Draymond is, like, old news at this point. But even when it was news, like, uh, people people just wanted to be – I think people wanted it to be more than it really was just so the Warriors were like, oh, man, maybe they can lose, but they'll be fine. Of course. Speaking of the Warriors, do you think that this is going to be, I mean, their last real year as a core unit being able to make this championship run with – um? With, I mean, we're we're talking. Of course, everyone knows about KD's contract going giving up, but I mean, mm-hmm. like you're also thinking about Clay Thompson, and then um, if they want to dish out players, I mean, they they gotta make room. What are you thinking about about the Warriors going forward? So, I think the Warriors. I think it's a bit more interesting than people think it'll be. I think they'll lose KD. I, I'm I am like most people in that. I think they'll lose KD and sign Clay Thompson. I, it is it is certainly possible that they don't just choose to not resign Clay Thompson and go straight for KD. Mm. I think that they could do that, but I think that'd be a real kind of asshole move, especially because Clay is like you know one of their OG guys, you know. Yeah, of course. One of the original like squad trio. Um, so I think th- I think they will sign Clay Thompson and let KD walk. Um, I think Boogie will end up coming back and being too expensive for them too. So I think they'll have to end up letting him walk. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't really see the fact that the Warriors signed him in the first place is a steal. But oh yeah, yeah, he's he's going to he's going to get more money after the season's over. So mm-hmm. yeah, keep talking. Sure. Sorry, I cut you off. For sure. Um, but I mean, you look at the Warriors right now. Once Kevin Durant leaves, here is their here is their other small forward on their lineup. You got Kevin Looney, who they don't really play a small forward, and Alfonso McKinney. Alfonso McKinney's actually had a couple of good games, but uh, there's, yeah, there, and those are the two guys that are listed for it mm. on the yeah. on the roster, and neither of those guys can replace Kevin Durant, and so I think, and you're looking at Clay Thompson, you're gonna have to sign him for a max, so that's replacing his 18 million salary with a 30 million salary, so you replace his with probably more than that, but let's just say it's 30 million for now. Kevin Durant currently has a 30 million salary spot. So you lose that. You got 18 mil essentially to pay to whomever you'd like. Yeah, I mean, I I think with with that much room, the Warriors are just I, they're gonna let KD walk. I, yeah. I really I really think so. Um <laughs> they'll they'll grab this championship this year. Where do you think he'll sign? Yo, I, I hope the Kings, because I think that'd be awesome and like also hilarious. <laughs> I mean, do you do you really think he's gonna sign there? Like, really, you you think he's gonna go no, to Sacramento? No, I don't really think. So. I, I mean, okay. it's it's too hard. To, I can't say for sure anywhere. Um, if I guess if I had to bet, I would not bet on the Knicks because I just don't think he'd do that. I the Knicks just seem terrible to me, and the Knicks are well, like everyone's putting money on, but I just don't think that happened. I don't know where would I bet he going on. I I'll put my money my my money where my mouth is. We're going Kings. He's going to the Kings. You think he'll go to the? Say I mean, like he's going to the Kings. Options options are so sparse. Like options are so sparse right now. Like I I do not think he would want to be anywhere else. I mean, like so off the top of my head, like 
maybe he'd want to go to the Wizards because he reps DC so hard. But like that team is. Oh God! Such I don't know garbage. why you ever want. I don't know why you ever want to go to the Wizards. <laughs> exactly, and and I mean like maybe the Clippers, but at at that point, like I I just don't. We're stretching here, you know. It's it's just not a lot of these teams really make sense. But if if the Warriors don't pay him, he doesn't really have another option. So. The Clippers are a good team, though. I mean, they're top, they're top of the West right now. I think they'll fall out of the playoffs. I just don't think they have that talent level to stay in. But they're a good team. If they if they have the salary space for them, which it seems like they do, yeah, they definitely do. They could – I mean, if they add KD, that's an – any team KD goes to is an instant, like, playoff-level team. Like, that's just obvious. I think – I think they definitely sort of have been prepping for the ability to sign that big time free agent. Mm-hmm. I I also just think we've sort of been accustomed to over the years watching the Clippers kind of like fall flat on their face. Yeah. If, if you know what I mean. And so mm-hmm. we don't, I mean, you and I don't think that they're going to end up in, in the top two at the Western conference by the end of the season. Oh, no. And I, I, I don't know if that's going to entice Katie enough to, to sign with them. Um, I, I mean, I, I have no idea why they're doing so well. I really don't. I, I, I don't know how they're on a three-game win streak, and I don't know how they're 14-6, and six, but they are. Yeah, um, I, I'll admit, I have not watched enough of the Clippers to tell to say whether they will keep doing this great or not, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what goes on. Um, we, we can move on to the East now if you, if you want to talk about any specific teams uh, who you think is going to finish at the top and uh, I guess what players really have been sticking out with you this season. Giannis, I so that I got I got beef with the MVP race. It bugs me that people are Let's saying Giannis is the MV is the should be the MVP. He's been great, and I will not deny that he's been phenomenal. But it, he he has been worse than he was last year. Like he was definitely a better player last year. As they're they're getting more wins this year. They're getting more wins this year, and that bugs me that the and, and I agree he wasn't. I'm not trying to say he was an MVP candidate last year. Mm-hmm. But it, it bugs me to say that, like, oh, it's this player's turn to win. Like, it's because it seems like people just do it by turns now. Like, okay, Westbrook won it. Now it's Durant's. Now it's not Durant's. Harden's turn. Oh, yeah. Now it's Giannis's turn. Like, no one wins it based on who's actually the better player. Like, let's be but real. But isn't, isn't that what it's always been, though? It has, and I do agree with that. It, like, I don't know. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's always been this, like, take turns getting the MVP now. Because it seems like no, like, no one wants to get it. No one deserves a second MVP. It's kind of the mindset of the media. Like, no one should get a second MVP. Like, if Harden comes back and leads the Rockets to the first place, or, like, Westbrook leads the Thunder to the first place, like, no one's going to, like, consider them... I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the narrative will change, but it doesn't seem like I think people they, consider I think them they would. I think they would, but... I suppose. I mean, yeah, you, you carry your team all the way up to the top. I exactly, mean. yeah. But, I mean, looking at the Bucks, they are not a one-man team. Like this, no, this is this is a not. solid roster. You got Giannis, power forward. Bledsoe's been uh, serviceable this year. It's been much better than when he was on the Bucks last year. Yeah, I mean, shooting fifty percent from the field, 30, 35 from three. Like that's solid. Six assists per game. He's been solid. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm Brogdon also been good. Pat Connaughton, <laughs> did you see him miss that layup a couple days ago? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty embarrassing. Um, but I mean, I think the biggest change for them has got to be having an actual center on the roster in Brook Lopez. Hmm. Yeah, solid and guy. If you look at their listed roster, no one's listed as center except for Brook Lopez. So they haven't had a single. They have power forwards like Thon Maker's listed at power forward, and 
seven one. They usually yeah, they usually rotate them out onto center, mm-hmm. right? I mean when yeah. Brooks not playing. But the fact that they're able to have a center who they signed him for a minimum too, which is incredible. Yeah, I I don't get that either. They, I mean he's not people have been overrating how well he's shooting from three. He is shooting phenomenally from three. I will say that. But like he's shooting thirty six percent from three, which is for a center is fantastic. Thirty six percent, really? Yeah, on six point eight attempts a game. That's in, that's really good. That's really, really good. And so having him there, able to stretch the floor with, you got a lineup of Bledsoe, Brogdon, Middleton, Giannis, and Lopez, That I, and you just have Giannis handle the ball. That is a scary lineup to me. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, team basketball for sure. I, I think, <laughs> you know, ball moves around there, and that's why the Bucs are doing so well. But riddle me this. If, if, if Giannis doesn't get the MVP, who do you give it to? See, that's tough. That's really tough. Um, I always, I never like making MVP claims like right now because then I think it drives too much media narrative forward and, oh, this is who should be the MVP as opposed to who's actually the best player. Yeah. I mean, to the two people who are going to listen to this podcast. Exactly. Media narrative. <laughs> um, but like, because let's say Steph Curry comes back, starts averaging like 40 a game, shooting 50% from three, he and the, the Warriors get first place again. He should get the MVP. Like, regardless of how good that team is and how important to that team, like, I, I think, like, if he plays that well, he should probably get it. Um, okay, okay. I mean, it could happen, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, as it as it stands right now, I personally do think Giannis kind of deserves the MVP. I, I mean, cause just because mm-hmm. I don't see a, a better second option. Maybe, I mean, like... I mean, I, I'm really, I, I, I actually just think it's, it's Giannis, but Kyle Lowry's been good for the Raptors, I'll, I'd say, mm. and people are giving it to Kawhi just because Kawhi's got bigger name. Kyle Lowry has been, I think, more important to that team than Kawhi has been. Oh, Kawhi's been great. I'm not trying to. That's, I mean, that's Kawhi's something coming phenomenal. from you. Like you're a huge Kawhi I guy. Love so. Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi's been phenomenal, but Kyle Lowry's been more important to that team, I would say so far. Mm. Um, okay. Who else? Maybe MVP. Kevin Durant's been good, but I, I, not MVP level good. I I don't I don't see it going. Yeah, to Kevin exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess for now, if I had to put money on it, I'd say Giannis. But yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I being agree. that we're only like 20, 21 games into the exactly, season, exactly, it's hard to say. Really, yeah, but. Um, I, I would say it doesn't really see what, what tends to happen is the front runners at the beginning of the season tend to stay as front runners at the end of the season. And I, I gotta say, I don't see a ton of other options. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, just, we, we can about, leave it at that. Yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, okay, what were you going to say? I want to talk about is I want to talk about the Hornets. Kemba yeah, Walker please. has been playing out of his mind. This Dude, year. he is so good. He's been playing. He is so phenomenal. good. Yeah, and I I don't know if you've been listening to some of the interviews he's he's been saying or anything like that, but mm-hmm. he's had a lot of doubts in the past, and it, I think it's awesome to see him balling out. Yeah, even though it's it may not really be showing in their in their record or anything like that, but I mean you know go I, ahead if go that off te- on if that team ends up finishing in top four in the East, top three in the East, which they won't, they're not very good. I think they they could, I think Kemba is one of those players who could should get be getting more MVP talk. He won't because the oh, record's not very good, but he's been incredible for them this year. He's shooting 38% from three on six point nine point six attempts. My bad. 9.6 attempts per game. That is almost Steph Curry levels. Now, Curry's better. Curry shoots better from three than that. And But it, if you look at stats, the people who shoot the most threes, who score the most points from certain areas of the floor, 
at the most efficient clips, Kemba is a Kemba scores the most efficiently from the top of the key. Giannis scores the most efficiently from the center, I thought, which was interesting, like mm. right in the paint. But Kemba scores most efficiently from top of the key. Yeah, I mean, if, at like, 38%, the, the point guard that, I mean, he, he's been bombing it from three. He's been phenomenal. But you look at the rest of this Hornets roster, I mean, they're, they're paying $40 million to Nicholas Batum and Bismack Bayambo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this dude it's it's Bayambo eight minutes a game. <laughs> yeah, thir- thirty million for eight minutes. That's. <laughs> I mean, he he's seventeen. He's seventeen million, and Nick's thirty minutes a game this season, and he's okay. But mm. you're paying him six million less than the Warriors are paying Kevin Durant. For, yeah, it's it's a joke. It's for a joke. nine points a game. Yeah, honestly. Um, I mean, Walker's an unrestricted free agent next year. I don't see, like, no way he's not walking. Um, I, everybody, I mean, everybody wants him to, to, to go to the West and, and do stuff with other teams. But, I mean, what are you thinking here? I, I want him to stay with the Hornets. I do? do. Really? I do, yeah. I feel bad. After just taking a giant dump on the rest of the team? Um, I think he is, I think the Hornets, when you look at the Hornets throughout the history, all they've had is had players walk. I think it would be great for that. For I think it would be great if Kemba signed with them and he was like, I mean, he at this point he already is like the Hornets. He's like the best Hornets player. Like yeah. maybe not oh, in terms yeah, of like actual skill, but like uh, you could yeah, argue I mean, in terms his, of actual his skill, legacy. Like his legacy. And if he it's resigns, cemented. yeah, if he resigns, definitely like a thousand percent. Because like mo- most play, like. I would dare say almost all the good players that have come to the Hornets have not re-signed, which isn't like I'm trying to like shit on the Hornets. Like I like I like the Hornets and I like to see the small market team succeed, and so mm. I would love if he resigns. And yeah, I think I think it'd be awesome if he resigned. Yeah, I mean it, it is a romantic notion, right? Like what he's meant to Carolina and and the city of Charlotte is has mm. just been huge. I mean, like there's never been a player like him on the Hornets before. I mean, yeah. I, I guess be, if you want to like joke and watch his ascension from go ahead, go ahead, sorry. to watch his ascension from a seven and fifty nine rookie year to this Bobcats, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's something else. It's just he's been steadily like, getting better every season. It's been incredible. Mm, I I just I I just don't. It's not in his best interest to stay on this team. I I agree to that with I agree with that to an extent. Yeah. It just, you know, you you want to see him. I guess like be able to, to really represent something for this team, but it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I don't see it. I don't see for it. For sure. All right. Um, we'll we'll wrap it up for for NBA talk unless you want to uh, mention anything else that that we can talk about. Otherwise, we're gonna go into the Chicago uh, the Chicago bits. Let's talk about Chicago for a bit. I do want to come right. back and talk about the Celtics at some point, but yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Sounds Chicago. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's let's go back to the NFL then. Um, starting off with this Bears Giants game, um, we just found out a few hours ago that Mitchell Trubisky will not be playing. Uh, it's going to be Chase Daniels again. Not that that's a big deal, considering that these are the New York Giants and they're at the bottom of the AFC or the NFC East. But um, I mean, do you think that the quarterback play is going to have any impact on the results on uh, on Sunday? I think obviously it, you're a fool to say that quarterback play won't have impact on the results. Like if Chase McDaniel's, but if Chase McDaniel's plays like he did against the Lions, they'll they'll win. 
Like, mm-hmm. Simple as that. The Lions are not very good, but they are better than the Giants. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the fact that I, the fact that the we were able to beat the Lions off of like essentially four days rest, I think is incredible. Pretty nuts, right? It, I mean, it was eighty-five <laughs> hours of rest, going from the Sunday night game to the Thursday morning game. That is, first of all, should not be allowed. I don't know why they were they're able to do that. But the fact that we were able to win that, I think I'm, I thought we were going to lose that for sure. I thought for sure we were going to lose that game. Mm. And did you, did you really, I, I didn't know that when we were watching that game together, I definitely just thought you were, you were expecting I, I the Bears thought, to win. I was, I mean, I was cheering for the Bears. I obviously, I was hoping we win, but I, I thought we were going to lose. I, I mean, and I like, I wasn't, I wouldn't be upset that we lost, like, I mean, we had, like I said, we had four hours of rest in between, and we're playing with four hours, four days of rest in between, and we're playing with Chase McDaniels as our quarterback. I don't know why I say McDaniels. It's Chase Daniels as the quarterback. <laughs> I want to go to McDonald's or something. Chase McDonald's. <laughs> Chase McDonald's. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, I hate saying this, but I have a little bit of precautions about this game um just because i i think saquon barkley is that good and i think odell I is that good yeah. um do i think that they're gonna light up this defense absolutely not this defense is too good for them yeah. it really is but like let's let's just say that this this whole chase daniels thing like him being a decent quarterback last week is just a one-off and i don't know he plays like ryan leaf this week um <laughs> i like i can definitely see the possibility of of this Giants team pulling through. I mean, don't don't forget this is the same Bears team that lost to Miami a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know? that that is true. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, how did we lose? Oh my God, how did we lose that yeah, game? Yeah, I know, such a garbage game. I I was so pissed, but yeah, go ahead. Um, I don't I don't know. I Saquon Barkley has been absurd this year. He's been so good. I, yeah, I mean, as a as a rookie, it's phenomenal. To say anyone else's rookie of the year would be criminal. He's yeah, he's been ridiculous. Yep. yep. Um, I'm always nervous betting, like saying I, the Bears are definitely gonna win, but I th- I think the Bears can. I think the Bears got this. I think they should be able to win this. Yeah, I mean, I I I think you'll be really hard pressed, especially if you're not in New York, to find anybody that would say that the Bears don't win this game. Yep. Absolutely. But I, I don't think it's like a set it and forget it situation if, if you if you understand where I'm coming from, just because like, man, that offense has tools, you know, and like we'll obviously rush Eli and the guy, the guy like scrambles like he's 40, which I think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, if, if they pass the rock to Saquon and I know we're great against the run, too, but if he breaks that line, I mean, he's off, you know, he's yeah, he's good. He's I mean, going. we're good against the run. But we haven't played anyone like Saquon yet. Like, mm-hmm. and looking at all the teams we've played, Packers they didn't have Aaron Jones yet. Seahawks no. Cardinals they didn't really run David Johnson yet. Um, Buccaneers no. Dolphins no. Patriots no. Jets no. Bills no. Lions no. Vikings no. And then Lions again no. None of them are as good as Saquon Barkley. None of those running backs are as good as Saquon Barkley is alone. None yeah, of those teams running games are as good as Saquon Barkley is alone. Yeah, and, I mean, it. It's just. It's a it's a matter of inexperience, I think. At this exactly. Point. Yeah. So I mean, we could. I I do think we're really good against the run. I mean, it's hard. I mean, obviously, we're one of the best teams in the league against the run. It's hard to say otherwise. But we also haven't played any of those teams with like top tier running backs. We haven't played any of those like Kareem Hunts. We. I mean, that's, that 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 offense in itself is ridiculous. But we haven't played any of those like we haven't played Ezekiel Elliott yet, and we're not going to play him this year. But 
in two games we got the we got the Giants and the Rams back to back. I think that'll really show how good we are against like top tier running backs. Because yeah. those are those are the two of the top five running backs in the league. Yeah, so, you like, know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I I think that what I love about this schedule is is that we're kind of getting a mix of like everything that could come up in the playoffs you know um whereas a a lot of people didn't think this bears team could go um can get more than like 10 wins at the beginning of the season just because like we we had so so much opposition coming our way um we faced so much great quarterback play um against solid teams that are going to make the playoffs uh against we will play um a super bowl favorite in in the Rams in the Rams pretty soon. And I think this is our game where we test ourselves against the run. Mm-hmm. Um for sure. I I think you know, I I have faith that Prince of Mukamara and Eddie Jackson will be good enough to cover that secondary because really, I mean, I don't know any other receiver other than Odell that can really like show us up. Um Yeah. And at that point, it's just kind of up to the defense, the defensive line. Um, as it usually is to just stop anything else that can come come out of that offense, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, we just kind of have to hope that Chase Daniels like makes something out of out of it's competent. what he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like hey, like last 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 game he played was great. I thought. I mean, two interceptions, no, not two interceptions, two touchdowns, no interceptions, mm-hmm. two hundred thirty yards. Like that's 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 all more need. than we asked for. That's yeah, absolutely that, more than that's we all you need. Like if he does that again, we'll win. Right, but. Do we know if he can do that again? Exactly. Exactly. I I I mean like I I hate sounding so skeptical, I really do, but I I just like I I need I need something I can like hold on to with this guy. Like I I I just kind of like I I don't know enough about Chase Daniels to to confidently say the Bears are absolutely going to take this. I I I think it'll be if not closer than at least a bit more of a a potentially I guess a potentially close matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, I I would probably say I'd, I'd like I'd not I'd nod the Bears, but skeptically for sure. Yeah, I, the Bears should win this game. I mean, and if you look at how the Bears perform against teams that are are definitely worse than them, like mm-hmm. they they win those games. Like the Seahawks, we beat the Seahawks, we beat the Cardinals, we beat the Bucks, we beat the Jets, Bills, Lions, Vikings, Lions. Those are all the teams we beat. So we beat the Lions twice and then everyone else. But, like, all those teams definitely worse than the Bears. Seahawks, like, that was – we only beat them at a touchdown, but, like, it, 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 we're, we're better than the Seahawks. Yeah, we, we gave we gave Russell Wilson mm-hmm. a hard time for sure. And, I mean, even the games we lost, like the Patriots, I'm still upset about that game. We, they scored two special teams touchdowns on us. We should have won yeah, that, that game. Yeah, that was all that was all special teams for yeah. sure. It's yeah. just – that was that – was... Yeah, that wasn't that was embarrassing. But like, so even games like that, we should have won. The Packers game, with the fact that we let Aaron Rodgers put up twenty one on us in the fourth quarter, like we should have won that game. It's yeah, that was garbage. I was, mm-hmm. I was irate, just just like everybody else in this town. But you know. yeah, and the Dolphins game, I don't even want to talk about that. It's <laughs> it, that game was so fluky. I mean, like things things just kind of went our way, didn't go our way. The wind blew, and like, I mean. Dolphins ended up taking it. Yeah, and, I, don't, and I don't know how we would let Brock Osweiler throw for 380 yards. Like it's, I mean, it's whatever. Now they're not gonna. Yeah. What, what do they have? Whatever. Like four losses, five losses, something like that. But yeah, they. I mean, yeah. we we. I think we thought that they were a better team for sure because they were like four and two when we played them, right? Mm-hmm. Something something yep. crazy. So yeah, 
I don't want to give this game too much emphasis being the bears and the giants game, but like, and even if we lose, which I, I don't see happening. God, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to keep saying, I don't like see it happening, but man, do we have a tough matchup next week? You know, next week is yeah. Yeah. How much of a confidence booster it would be just to get another dub? Because um, at that point, what do we have? Like five straight, six straight, something like that. Uh, yeah, that'd be our six straight. Yeah, I mean, like that's we're on a roll. That's great. But I mean, can you imagine coming off a loss against the Giants and then you got to play the Super Bowl favorites? I mean, yeah, that that's rough. Um, but I I think I agree. A win here would be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really. If you look at our if you look at our schedule, probably one of the weakest matchups, maybe like hindsight's twenty twenty, but like looking at Bears Bills, I guess for sure that that was an easy dub. But like And Bears Bucks too. We pounded them. Yeah. I mean I, I think this is just one of of a handful of really, really easy games that we're expected to win this mm-hmm. year, but I, I don't I don't want that to to end up kind of going the other way because, because of Daniels. something. The Chase Daniels thing is what makes it interesting. If Chase Dan- if it's Mr. Trubisky, I'm so I'm very much more confident. Even though I'm yeah, very skeptical too. about how good he actually is, he's definitely better than Chase Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we, we can talk about Mitch another time, maybe when he's actually playing. But I I want to see more than just one game. Maybe if he if he had like, maybe if he had just you know a, a another touchdown or, or something like he didn't throw any picks that's great yeah, that, that's what i'm most optimistic about i think if he doesn't throw any picks i think we win the game do you do you think the giants defense is gonna is gonna put up put up something against chase daniels i think so yeah i think it'll be more interesting to see mad Nagy's play calling whether he goes for a similar style oh it'll be unique just like it always is yeah but... whether he goes for a similar style as he did last week against the against the lions Mm-hmm. with their better corners. Yeah. I mean, we still throw the ball much more often than we rush the ball. But it'll be interesting to see who we target. Like, we ended up targeting a lot. We ended up targeting Taylor Dave, Taylor Gabriel, Taylor Gabriel, Taylor Gabriel and Terry Cohen a lot on short routes, which mm-hmm. I, th- I think is what we'll end up doing again. It'll, interesting to, it'll be interesting to see if the Giants pick up on that and then if we, ha- if we end up having to throw to Allen Robertson downfield a lot more. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I think um, I think we'll we'll be all right with the tools that we do have. Um, you're right about you're right about our targets, um, how good yeah. they are, and, and how much of the share they take. Um, just just kind of like assessing this game, I'm 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 consciously I think as more time passes, having a little bit more faith in the Bears because other than quarterback, there is no reason we should be doubtful about this game. Yeah. Really, there isn't. So. Um, do you have anything else to say? If not, uh, we can move on to our last segment and just talk about the Bulls for a little bit. I'm worried about – there's two things I'm worried about, though, because you look at the, what the Lions did to us last week. LeGarrette Brunt kind of tore us up on the rushing end. Yeah, like, yeah, I, definitely. He 19 carries for 88 yards and two touchdowns. He, he tore it up. Yeah, and he got Kenny, second life last week yeah, for sure. Kenny Galladay also kind of tore us up on the receiving end. Five receptions for ninety yards, and especially in the second half, he was their only—he was the only guy you had to guard. If you could guard Kenny Galladay, they weren't going to get the ball downfield, but we couldn't guard him. Like the only reason we—I think we won that game is because of the—it's because of the two picks we got on Matt Stafford, the Eddie Jackson pick six, and then the pick we got at the end. And I don't know what he was doing in that throw—that was garbage. But those two picks is why those two picks are why we won the game. You replace mm-hmm. those guys with 
Saquon Legarrette Blount with Saquon Barkley. You replace Kenny Galladay with Odell Beckham. That 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 seems a lot scarier. Like absolutely. Like, but Legarrette Blount had a great game. Saquon Barkley should have a better game. Kenny right. Galladay had a nice game. Odell Beckham should have a better game. So that makes it scary to see what they'll do. And I think so. A lot of it will come down to can we get can we get those key turnovers off of Eli or not? Right. Like I I think. You're absolutely right with with the switching out of of those two positions. I mean, mm-hmm. like across the board, better players. But I I think the most crucial thing about this Giants team is that when comparing it to last week's game, y- yeah. you're replacing, I mean, you're replacing Matt mm-hmm. Stafford, who I I think is an elite quarterback. And I mean, you can talk about that all you want, but like, dude's good. I mean, he can complete passes, and, and he's shown yeah. to be like a really really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. With Eli, run for your life, Manning. Um, I and if we can get pressure on Eli, I think the game's gonna be over. I I think if we got two picks on if we got two picks on Matt Stafford, I I for sure see something like that happening this week. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, and if it if it comes down to that, that's why we're gonna we're gonna win. But like, imagine this game if we didn't have those picks. You know, imagine this this Lions game that we had on Thanksgiving. Oh, we lost. Exactly. Yeah. And and like, um. That's that's a really scary thought, um, but yeah, that's what I mean. We're gonna need something like that again. Exactly, exactly. But I, I think we'll come up with it. I, I, I do agree. think it's think it's more likely is, than not. Yeah, the defense is capable of that. I agree. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, we're good on the Bears. Um, we're both taking we're both taking them yeah. uh, this week. Probably safe yes. bet. Um, let's move on to the Bulls. Um, Lori, uh, Lori says he's yeah. He says he's he's feeling excited. He's feeling good. Right elbows looking okay. Um, where do you think the Bulls are gonna are gonna be um, by the end of the season, and and how do you think Laurie coming back is gonna really affect the team? It's like it can't make us worse because it should take away. Is that a is that a good thing? No, I should. I'm I'm just being ridiculous. It should make us a lot better because now we know <laughs> now now we don't have to play Jabari Parker big minutes and Jesus Christ, he's been bad. Jabari Parker's the goat. <sighs> it's been so bad. So good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god! With Lori, with Lori back, things. My brother went to sure. the park. The not park game. The Bulls game against the Raptors, where Levine didn't play. Watching yeah. the Bulls offense without Levine is embarrassing. It, <laughs> it's it is pretty like, sad. It is, a, it is like not even college. It's like a high school level offense. Like <laughs> it is the offense I ran in like Y ball games. <laughs> and, like basically Jabari Parker just ran, took a crappy shot, and then that was it. They got yeah. the games. I mean, I feel really bad because I mean I I'm I'm trying to think about maybe like two years ago, three years ago when Jabari Parker um first came into the league and there was a lot of promise for him, you know mm-hmm. 6'8 guy out of Duke, but I, you just you can't compare him to Laurie. Laurie's like he's that that offense just completely breaks down without without your powerhouse guy, you know. Yeah. So him coming so, back, I think oh, having go ahead. him coming back to help Levine so much better. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Yeah, I I agree. It'll be nice to really see uh, this team. I I guess like I was gonna say at full strength, but it's not even like that because I mean. Chris Dunn. Still out. Dunn's still Portis. out. Yep, yep. Like we'll we'll be just like we were last year, full on take mode for sure. Uh, um, I got if we got a top three pick, I would be ecstatic. 
this draft class, which we'll talk about in a future episode, is something to be excited about. Yeah. I mean, really, really excited about. And I'm not just talking about Hashimura. Like this, <laughs> <laughs> this, this draft class is is too is is too good. It's too good not yeah. to tank, you know. Um, and I also think this this year will be a really good experimental year when we're talking about guys like Wendell Carter Jr. and you know, I I think that um, I, Wendell Carter Jr. has been exactly what I had hoped he'd be. Exactly yeah, what I hoped so he'd good. be. So good, definitely, definitely worth a seventh seventh. <clears throat> I yeah. was going to say seventh round, seventh pick. Yeah, he. I mean, offensively not great, but he's exactly what you need defensively. And I think the comparison to Al Horford has been spot on. Like, if he just gets his three point shot to be a little bit more consistent, I, I like I would over the moon about this draft pick yeah i mean and like he's, I, he's the type of guy you need in championship teams that's that's i think oh absolutely yeah absolutely and i'm glad we're on the same page about that i'm i'm so excited to see how this team develops over the years with zach levine and Lori and yeah i mean like it's it's gonna be so good you know and with with Wendell carter jr at, at the center it'll it'll be really exciting i mean and and then whatever pick we get this year um, I, I don't see this team not being good, but unfortunately we're going to have to deal with a lot more of the whole grimy tank stuff for mm-hmm. at least another like year or two. You know? Yeah. What's, what's going on with Denzel? Uh, he's I, got a left ankle stabilization, something like that. Um, he's out. Do we care? Is no. it going <laughs> to, I, I mean, I, I like him mm-hmm. and I, I want him to be good. And well, I think he's been okay this year. I don't even know if I'd say that. I, I think he is – I don't know. I, I just don't think he's very good. He's definitely been better than this year than he has been mm-hmm. in the past. And so I, I am optimistic about that. He's shooting the ball much better. Still not incredibly great, but the fact that he's – you know, like last year he was, ter- he was pretty bad. Like last year he, he like could really only hit you with three ball every now and then, and that was all he'd do. Yeah, this year he's, taking, he's been taking that. more shots. He's been taking more threes. He's been hitting more threes at a higher clip. And he's been doing more for you defensively too. Now, while is he great defensively? No, that's – Definitely not. No. no. But he's still been a lot better, and I'm, I was excited about the way he finished last season, and I'm hoping he comes back and is better. Do you think he's better than Justin Holiday? Mm, ooh, I – Probably, I'd rather have him than Justin Holiday. Yeah. Okay, I'd rather I have mean, him than Justin Holiday. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that if we, you know, move forward with one of the two, I like ideally our next draft pick, if it's a good one, we we'd get someone who can cover that position. Um, maybe someone who's a bit we, taller than we Zach need a team. small, we need a small forward or a shooting guard. Absolutely, I, I, we need a small forward. I, we need a small forward. Yep. Um, cause that, that's, I mean, that's what these two guys have, that's, that's the position these two guys play. Yeah. But like, if you were to keep one long-term, if you had to choose between one or the other, which one would you pick? Uh, Zach, not Zach Levine, um, between Denzel Valentine or Justin Holiday. Yeah. Would it be Denzel just cause of the age thing? Uh, probably. Okay. Probably. Do you, do you think Justin we're going to go forward with better this? this year? No, he's... I mean, no, he's 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 not good, but he's been better. Yeah, I he's mean, still, he's still the goat tank commander. No, I just can't. That's Cameron Payne. Let's go. 
<laughs> Let's go, Cameron Payne. No, he's been better <laughs> this year. I uh, I don't know. I've never been high on Denzel Valentine. I was. I, I was don't know. definitely, that, but that's that's tough. I guess. I guess Denzel just because of age and his contracts up in a year. Yeah. Do you, Do you think they're actually going to re-sign him though? Justin Holiday. Sorry, no, Denzel. Oh, no, his contract. I meant, sorry, I meant Justin Holiday's contract. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think they'll resign Holiday. I think if we can can get a small forward in the draft and Chandler Hutchinson develops, I think, I don't think we will. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely see that. Um, You know, the small forward is, is, is where we need. But, hey, you know who's a great size for a small forward? Rui Hashimura, dude. Six eight seven two wingspan, the gr- the greatest Japanese player of all time. You can't you can't even stop me here. We are getting him in the draft. If this if this podcast accomplishes anything, it's convincing it's convincing people to protest against the Bulls organization to draft or move up in draft so we can get Rui Hashimura. Thank you very much. And we'll call it there. <laughs> all right. Oh my god. Rui Hashimura. Yep. All right, um, so that's going to conclude this podcast. Quick reminder, we do have a Patreon. Uh, if you guys would like to donate and support this show, we'll, we'll call your name out at the end of the show if you choose to donate. Never have to. It's a, it's a choice on obligation, and every, every listener counts. You can catch us on podcast.com or on iTunes. Uh, this is Matt checking out. See you, Thomas. See you, fellas. This is Thomas. <laughs> there we go. Got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right, we'll see All you guys right. next time. Later. See you.